Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. I hope you had a good weekend. It's Monday, July 20th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. Federal agents are rounding up Black Lives Matter protesters in Portland. And medical professionals are getting better at treating the virus. But first, President Trump's new license to skirt the law is today's one big thing. Immigration advocates cheered the Supreme Court's defense last month of the DACA program, which protects the status of people brought to the U.S. as children. The Supreme Court didn't rule on whether or not President Obama was lawful in his creation of DACA through an executive order, just that President Trump couldn't stop the program the way he tried to. To John Yu, the lawyer who wrote the Bush administration's justification for waterboarding after 9-11, this ruling offers Trump a big opportunity. And Axios White House reporter Elena Treen just talked to John. Essentially, John Yu has been walking through some administration officials about how they can interpret last month's Supreme Court decision to push the limits on future executive orders. With this theory in mind, President Trump is planning on issuing a host of executive orders to enact policies from health care to immigration that he's long planned for. If you look back at what the Obama administration did when they instituted the DACA program, they knew that they couldn't get it done through Congress, and so Obama did it himself. And a lot of people, Democrats and Republicans, mainly Republicans, they thought that creating a program like that went too far and was outside of the president's executive power. President Trump was one of those that disagreed with it. But now that the Supreme Court is kind of pressing pause, really, on what to do about the DACA program, now he thinks that could serve as justification for future executive orders. Help me understand this, Elena. President Trump thinks what President Obama did was illegal, creating an executive order on DACA, but he wants to do something similar now. Yes, essentially. Or he thinks that what President Obama did in instituting it paves the way for him to use the same legal authority or lack thereof to implement his own executive orders. The Supreme Court hasn't ruled either way on whether what President Obama did in creating the DACA program through executive order, whether that was legal or not. And so when they do eventually rule on that, it could completely unravel this theory that President Trump and some of his staff are looking at using. Elena, what are you watching for next then? I think this week and in the weeks ahead, the president said that he plans a host of executive orders. We've talked about one on immigration, but also ones on healthcare and other areas. And I think we should look very carefully at why they think that they're able to push the limits of the president's executive power. Elena Treen covers the White House and Congress for Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with why Democrats in D.C. are calling for an investigation into federal agent action in Portland. Welcome back to Axios Today. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations we have in our newsroom. And during Black Lives Matter protests in Portland, federal agents from Customs and Border Protection have been pulling up in unmarked vans and rounding up peaceful protesters. And I was just listening to what the Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler, said about the situation on CNN yesterday morning. We have dozens, if not hundreds, of federal troops descending upon our city. And what they're doing is they are sharply escalating the situation. So I went to Axios co-founder Mike Allen to ask, Mike, what's going on in Portland? These protests have been going on 
peacefully for like 50 days. So you know I have relatives there. A couple of my nephews went down there. It's a very American exercise. But then suddenly we have these videos, and this is another time. We might not know anything if this weren't for iPhones. We have these videos of stormtrooper-looking officials hustling demonstrators into unmarked, rented minivans. And now, Mike, House Democrats in Washington, as well as the attorney general in the state, have gotten involved with this. Yeah, Democrats are calling for inspectors general of both justice and homeland security to investigate the Trump administration's use of federal agents here. Democrats say the agencies are abusing their authority. Dwight Holton, a former U.S. attorney for Oregon, tweeted, politicizing federal law enforcement undercuts them and throws gas on the fire. Mike Allen is one of our co-founders bringing us a scoop as always. Mike, thanks very much. Nyla, have the best week. As of this weekend, more than 140,000 Americans have died of the coronavirus. As cases continue to rise in states around the country, Caitlin Owens has been looking into this issue for Axios. The one big question I have is, have we gotten any better at treating this disease? Yes, we have, which is great news. We are better at preventing mortality. We found some drugs that have worked. We found non-drug treatments that work better, but there's no cure-all. And to that point, Caitlin, we're seeing lower death rates now than in March and April. And is it because of this better treatment? That's one reason. First of all, what we're seeing is a younger patient load. Their likelihood of surviving is just much greater than someone who's, say, 80 years old. Another thing is hospitals are not overwhelmed right now. Part of the reason why there was such a high death rate in New York and New Jersey, these doctors say, is they just didn't have the resources or the personnel or the time to give patients the kind of treatment that they can get when a hospital is not overwhelmed. So as we're seeing hospitalizations increase, is there a concern that this may lead to hospitals being overwhelmed and then we may see some changes again with the death rate? I think so. And some of the experts I talked to said that they think so too, just because it's kind of common sense. If there's no one here to give that better treatment, it doesn't matter how many advances we've made. If no one is there to give it, that patient could and might die. What are the non-medical things, like non-pharmaceutical treatments that doctors have learned will help people? So doctors have started trying other things before they put a patient on a ventilator. Things like high-flow oxygen, which is just giving a patient oxygen through a mask, or even just something, this is almost ridiculous how simple it is, but it's called proning, where you flip a patient onto their stomach instead of laying on their back, and it helps oxygen make its way into the lungs. So just kind of these simple changes, they do a lot of good compared to just putting a patient straight on a ventilator. And Caitlin, we've heard a lot about different medications. What drugs have we found now that we know a couple months in are very effective for helping people? So the one that gets a lot of flash is called remdesivir, and there's no evidence yet that it decreases mortality, but it does help patients get out of the hospital a little bit faster. The other drug that has proven effective is called dexamethasone. It's a steroid. It's treated inflammation for a long time. Again, that's not an antiviral. That's a drug that's addressing the body's overreaction to the virus. There's been so much focus on developing a vaccine. But the big picture is that without an effective antiviral medication, we're still just treating symptoms of the coronavirus and not the root cause of the disease. Caitlin Owens is a healthcare reporter for Axios. 
Before we leave you today, this is a great week to see the comet Neowise. This three-mile-wide comet is passing through the night sky this month, and you'll be able to look up and see it with binoculars, telescopes, and if you're lucky, even the naked eye. It's coming closer than ever on July 22nd. That means it'll be higher in the sky and even easier to see. And to do that, NASA says go out after sunset, look for the Big Dipper in the northwest sky, and the comet should be visible right below it. You'll want to look while you have the chance, because once it's gone, it's not going to be back for another 7,000 years. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you.